so yeah, this guy gets in my face and I'm like, man, now you want to run around talking about guns like I ain't got none? What, you think I sold them all? Whatever, man. Uh, let's start the podcast. Uh, <laughs> three, two, one. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel. Uh, Jordan, what's going on? It's Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, I mean, it's it's been a crazy, crazy time in the association. We've got an absolutely loaded show for you guys. Uh, this is one that you're definitely not going to want to miss out on. Uh, yeah. But before we get into it, uh, I've I feel like this is a, a very unpopular opinion, especially in the uh, the white community. Um, and as two representatives, this of, is going to uh, go great. I have community. no idea what this is, but uh, this well, is going to go great. For no, us. no, no. I think Eminem is so shit now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Like, do, what? Do people still think one of the hardest fall offs ever? Like, I feel like if you're like he yeah. only makes music for like. 12 year olds that play yes. a shit ton of call of duty and drink mountain dew like it's the cringiest but, music but that's what kind of worries me because like when we i mean I, I won't speak for you matt but when i liked eminem i was when mm-hmm. i was you know 13 14 first getting into like hip-hop i'm trying to it's hard to know if that like if i was that age and he was making that music now if i would have thought that was shit or if i only liked his old shit too because i was 13 and now i'm just nostalgic about it you know what i mean well, it see, definitely sounds better to me but i don't know i could be wrong see uh, th- this might make some sense to you about why i am the way that i am how i turned out the way i am <laughs> why maybe i i should probably cuss a little bit less than i do uh and trust <laughs> me as i've become mature i realized it um i remember this is like this was pretty much my introduction to hip-hop um i was in grade two and <laughs> no, we, no, you don't. You, know, you remember listen, grade two? I, I remember this moment. I don't remember of grade shit two. about grade two. I remember right, this moment on. of grade two. Uh, we're in because it's very, very nostalgic to the time period. Uh, you know, but if historians in 50 years would like to interview me uh, for record, you know, let me know. Um, but me and a bunch of other kids on the schoolyard, we get together. Uh, we go to the very back corner. My, the one guy busts out the Walkman. And no, for, his, for his for his birthday, one of his parents. And again, we're like six, seven years old. Um, and uh, <laughs> this, this, is... this guy busts out uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, uh, the 50 Cent album that had just come uh, out. You... And we put that on and we, whoa, this is so good, blah, blah, blah. And then we just kind of kept, we, fought, we found Eminem and then we were listening to that. So I was listening to all that stuff like pretty close to when it was still all coming out. And so, yeah. Grade I was, two. I was there in grade I've, two, everybody. So I've been swearing and, you know, saying shit and fuck since I was like <laughs> eight years old. So for anybody who's uh, like, man, now this I know guy, why you're so hard. It makes mm-hmm, it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Man. I, I used to my one of my favorite songs when I was that, that age was Fuck You by 50 Cent. <laughs> uh, great song. If you guys don't know it. Boom, boom. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, G-Unit. I, yeah, I, yeah I, I still again, Eminem's probably still my he's in my top 10 for sure. But man, yeah, he really. Uh, like I don't want to hear the. Oh yeah, the, he's, he's venom, off the clip. Oh, yeah, don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry there, Am. I know you listening. Uh, but you know what? It is what it is, man. Uh, who knows? It's never too late for a good comeback. Maybe just take a little bit Maybe. of drugs. Not a lot, just a little bit. And just slow down. It's not always. It was impressive to rap really fast in 2003, but now yeah. it's but it's overplayed. Then, he was really just doing that like recently like he was like okay uh, all my sober music people have not liked except for like uh like like the pump up music like till i collapse I, i'm not afraid yourself. but oh my god man uh, i'm on a spaceship rock to the moon. i did not fuck with any of that stuff man um but about love I mean, the way you lie matt love the way you like oh no i never liked that song man i never liked that song i, I'm he, not a I mean you gotta give him either. his respect he's pumped out a lot of shit oh, over yeah. the past oh, yeah. uh however long but yeah, I, exactly. I don't know. I, I liked I liked that sort of mid mid Eminem still too because I was still uh, you know I was still into him. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it has been a very steep decline. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's been rough. Well, uh, again, sorry, uh, sorry Eminem. I know you're, you're you probably just woke up. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I'm having a cup of coffee. It's noon. Big Dog Ball talks out. I'm ready to start my day. It's gonna be awesome. They, they always yeah, they confident. always make me feel good. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be like, what the fuck? for real <laughs> are you serious uh okay well whatever man sorry i am uh but to get everything started guys uh yeah again uh, I, I, we kind of said it just there to kick off the show uh, a lot of big games going on in the association and uh you know there's two that we're going to talk on uh and the first one we're going to talk about uh jordan your boy your guy the the point god he's back yeah. chris paul returning against the uh the, the denver nuggets in denver uh yes. so that's a pretty hard first game back yeah it's a real Altitude. test um yeah. and man 
the Suns, we were good even without Chris Paul during that stretch. Uh, you know, Jay Crowder was out. Devin Booker was kind of dealing with some nagging injuries. Uh, but Jay Crowder came back before Chris Paul, I believe, against that Timberwolves uh, game where uh, he got yammed on by Cat. Uh, yeah. they, they were going to scrap it out. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I got to be honest, man. It is so crazy that they are a really good team when Chris Paul is not on the floor. They are an amazing team when he's yeah. on the floor like it is so insane to see the difference in play uh that, like just people play so much more confidently when chris yeah. paul is yeah. on the floor for them uh i mean like obviously the, uh, another side of the story is devin booker one measly point away from breaking 50 another 50 uh, would have been the eighth one i believe maybe ninth uh yeah i think ninth now because i still forget about the sadiq bay um so i think it would have been the ninth 50 point game of the month of march there's still lots of time left uh, even though this month is really, uh, really gone by in a flash, but uh, I mean Jordan overall from this game, I mean uh, the Jokic and the Jokic Jets, they they did fight. It was a good game, back and forth. Uh, the Nuggets even were, I think, leading the majority of it. Um, yeah. But I mean, what what was your biggest takeaway from uh, Chris Paul's return? I mean, Phoenix, as much as they did look amazing, because they did. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I was, I was watching them offensively, and like. Devin Booker's really, I know we've said it before, I know it's overplayed, I know he specifically doesn't like it, but he's reminding me so much of Kobe now, like the things that he does mm-hmm. towards the end of games, uh, just very methodical, you know, gets to his spots, Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like is, is becoming less, like more and more fearless when he goes out there. You can tell, like earlier in his career, he was, he's always obviously been a great scorer back to, and I think it's, it's funny. I think this is like on the year anniversary of a 70 point game. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw that like to the day, however many years ago that was. Um, and so he, you know, as soon as he's gotten into the league, he, he's been a good sc- scorer the whole time, but now you can see his like confidence as a scorer and like winning player. Like he, he knows I- I- exactly uh, what what spots to get to, uh, you know, how to get his shot off. And he does it in such a tough way. Like, he's so yeah. much tougher than I thought I'd ever see him, you know, become, uh, starting from last year's playoffs mm-hmm. into now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, and, and it's crazy even the jump he made from last year. It feels like this year he's he's so much better. And it's, yeah. so, it's so fitting because Isaiah Thomas, uh, that's, you know, old head Isaiah Thomas, uh, Detroit Pistons Isaiah Thomas, tweeted out uh, at some point, uh, over these last few days, uh, you know, the the leading scorer on the best team in the NBA is usually in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's Devin Booker. And Devin Booker said, yeah, thanks, Isaiah. Uh, I appreciate it. But, the you know, it changes. The criteria changes based on, like, your name recognition or whatever, which I think is, a you know, that's a pretty fair point by by, by Book. They had um, a bit of a dig, just, I think, probably as well. Uh, yes, for sure. So, you know, the, there's always going to be the politics of the MVP race. But uh, it got me thinking about it. And then, you know, this game uh, to go 49 and 10 assists as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, he uh, really, it, it's true. I think he does have a legitimate case, not necessarily to win it, but to be up there uh, you know, sure. with those yeah. other top three guys. I mean, you, the, the Suns are already a 60-win team. Um, they have a chance to be one of the best road teams uh, of all time, like within a single regular season. Um, they've just been dominating no matter who's been in and who's been out. Um, and, uh, you know, Devin Booker, I think, has been mostly their biggest constant throughout mm-hmm. this this season. Like, he's been incredible. Apart from the little bit of time he's missed, he's been very, you know, very consistent in the points he's been putting up. So just, you know, shout him out. I know it was Chris Paul's first game back, but 49 and 10. And again, 16 for 25 from the field. Like, this guy is uh, I- incredible this year and definitely not getting the love uh, he deserves. Um, but, you know... With, with Chris Paul back, it's true. They, they just look like a, a juggernaut, like offensively, because now you have Chris Paul running the show, and then Devin Booker becomes kind of uh, a guy who can pick his spots a little bit more. He's not always uh, a guy who needs to have the ball in his hands all the time. And then you drop Miles Bridges down another peg, not Miles Bridges, Mikhail Bridges down another peg, mm-hmm. um, and he looks fucking incredible too. Like oh, he had a yeah. huge and one dunk towards the end of the game. Yep. Like he. He's a guy who's also taken this huge leap. Like last year, he was, you know, a, a really good spot-up shooter, an amazing defender. This year, he's shown, especially when other guys have been missing, uh, you know, time, and he's had to step up a little bit in terms of the things that he's expected to do. Mm-hmm. He's insanely good, and, and you, yeah. you see it even more. Like when when your leader comes back, your point guard, your guy who kind of uh, levels everything out, uh, when he gets, you know, uh, a little less responsibility to kind of do things out of his skill range. He can just fall back into that comfortable role. And 
My God. And DeAndre Ayton's ramping up at just the right time. Had yeah. 35 against the Timberwolves, you know, against Cat, who likes to talk a lot of shit. You know, yeah, DeAndre yeah, Ayton yeah. Uh, owns him, uh, you know, historically. Um, and uh, and it's just such a luxury, luxury, too, to have someone like Campaign off the bench when you've got Chris Paul, who uh, is still going to be coming back from injury. You know, he played 30 minutes tonight, looked totally fine, yeah. uh, which is, again, why I liked... Uh, you know, all things considered, it was a hand injury rather than a lower body body injury that he was going to have to, you know, get cardio back up for, which mm-hmm. I think would have been a more, uh, you know, a tougher thing to get ready, um, you know, uh, get your body ready for going into the playoffs. But even just to give Chris Paul, you know, that that luxury of being able to rest a little bit through the end of the season, um, and even in the first couple rounds of the playoffs, depending on the matchup, like campaign. Uh, has uh, done such an incredible job rejuvenating his career, getting back uh, to being a productive player. Like he'll he'll shoot it, he'll, he can get to the rim, uh, run your team a little bit. Yep. Um, and you know, so it, the, their whole bench really impressive. You know, to get Tory Craig and shamit has been playing better recently. It's just there's literally nothing bad to say about the Suns. They've been fucking incredible, and to have Chris Paul back, you know, in his the, this first game here to go, you know, 17 and 13, classic Chris Paul game. Only took ten shots, uh, hit six of them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's they're 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 back they're back rolling already. Uh, it looks like the only the only concern is, and maybe this was a little bit of you know the altitude. Giving up 130 to Denver yeah. is yeah. not usually the uh, the defense you want the, to to see the Suns playing. So they better get that. You know, they better tighten the screws um, in that respect, especially you know going into the playoffs again. We've said. They don't really have the the best options to defend those bigger wings. Like if you were to meet KD in the finals or Giannis in the finals again, or even a couple guys, you know, in the West, um, they 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 don't have that prototypical stopper. Uh, but I think you know when they're all locked in, their team defense is uh, you know good enough. I yeah. think they're a really really smart defensive team. So they've just got to tighten the screws there, and then. Yeah, like, like we've said, Alma, every time we talk about them recently, I, I just can't I can't really see them losing to anyone because they, they've locked up home Four court games now. Too? Four yeah, games exactly. for a single team? That's going to be a uh, tall order for anybody. Because the, they're, they're really on a mission. Like, you can you, you see this sometimes, uh, or you see this many times, you know, historically, when a team has lost, like, uh, in the finals, especially in a, uh, like a, if it's in a heartbreaking way. Like, look at that 14 uh, Spurs team. They lose to, mm-hmm. to Miami in Game 7. They come back, and I don't think there was any doubt in any of their minds that, you know, they were going to go and, and and win the finals. I, I get that same uh, same kind of vibe from this Suns team. So they're coming. They're coming. I, I just can't see them losing unless yeah, something happens. Yeah. Well, again, like, I mean, it's it's not great that they let up 130, but, I mean, when you're a team that can put up 140, then, I mean, yeah, you're all right. it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's... It, I, I, uh, and just to kind of touch a couple of the things you said, I mean, uh, to go back to Booker, uh, you know, yeah, the playmaking uh, is, is pretty insane. The the amount that, uh, you know, he's been able to step that up in his game. And again, I yeah. think that, you know, with Chris Paul on the court, it's kind of weird. Like, I think that's why the Suns are so dangerous is because it's hard to put your focus on. Like, you can't really defensively focus in on one guy. And no, no. that's what the NBA is kind of built around now. Well, it's yeah. kind of the hero ball and the star ball game planning for exactly. one person. That's yeah. why a team like the Suns can just kick the shit out of every team during yeah. the regular season because they are such a good, well-rounded, oiled machine. That's why the Spurs were good for like 20 years. Uh, yeah. They were making the playoffs every year and putting up fights against people. That's why. It's not and, – and, and I feel like we both preach that all year long on this podcast, even in the preseason. That's why, again, I said the Heat were going to – I predicted that they were going to be the, the top team in the East. Uh, yeah. Like I, I knew that this was going to be a thing because they're not going to be sitting there, you know, oh, we need this star, we need this and that. It's all about the team. It's all about finding success that way. Uh, and, and the Suns do that to a T. And with, uh, you know, Devin Booker, the Kobe comparison, I always hated. I always thought that was so stupid. They're such, they're, I thought they were such different players. Last night, I did see flashes of Kobe. Uh, yeah. Not, like, I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, sure. I mean, he was getting buckets at will, which is, you know, that was Kobe's MO. Um, but it was the defense that really, uh, really made me think of, uh, of Kobe there a little bit more. Uh, it, yeah, it's, he getting brought, steals there at yeah, the end. Like, he was he was bringing I, the intensity. He he turned well, the ball over, ran down to the post, and then just yeah. ripped it and got an and one layup. I was like, yeah. okay, this guy's he's he's motivated right now. Because I, I I'll let you keep going, Matt. But I heard someone uh, I, again. I, I never know who to shut out, but someone said at this point. Devin Booker's perimeter defense might be either level or even exceed Donovan Mitchell's at this point. And I thought, you know, to to myself, that's actually not that's not crazy. Like I think that's that you can make that argument because you know it, I, I just 
and that's not to take away how good of a uh, defender I think Donovan, Donovan yeah. Mitchell is. Obviously, a little bit shorter than than D Book, so it's going to be a little bit you know harder if they were you know sort of even skill wise. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I I think that just speaks to how much Devin Booker has improved because he was not thought of as a good defender at all. But now yeah. I think you really have to consider him that. Yeah, I think he's a great defensive player now. Uh, I I, yeah. I don't think I would. I probably would rather have just for a defensive uh, player. I think I'd still take uh, Donovan right now. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. uh, Booker's got some size, so I mean, uh, everybody's got their different uh, cup of tea that they decide to pick. But I mean, yeah, uh, no, he 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 really really impressed me on both ends of the ball uh, last night. Uh, and, and I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, you know, to be able to do that. Forty nine points, ten assists, still chipping some boards. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. Uh, and it, it's it's really nice to see the Suns also kind of galvanize behind themselves with uh you know yeah. some of the adversity they face as you said last season uh you know different injuries uh and, and guys as we said Mikhail Bridges uh stepping up DeAndre Ayton you know going toe to toe with uh with uh, a possible MVP uh repeat yeah. MVP I should say uh in, in the Joker uh and, and I mean. Jokic did what he could as per usual uh playmaker yeah. for his guys he, he he was getting his 20 plus points he was doing his thing um but i mean at the end of the day uh the the, the nuggets are an, a pretty good team but they're they're not in the sun's league uh no. it, but it, they they're still fighting which you know that's why we kind of yeah. say you know we'll we'll see how the nuggets can do uh if they can get you know jamal murray or mpj or both back like that'll really kind of dictate how far they can make a run in this playoffs uh but I mean, again, at the end of the day, the West is going to run through Phoenix, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. going to be uh, it's going to be tough to get past that uh, that 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 squad. Like I, I I really think that they're just built to win right now, and uh, I, I I feel bad for uh, the sorry motherfuckers that uh, that finish eight because it's it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be a bloodbath down there. Hey, Shaq, uh, Shaq thinks if it's the Lakers that they're they're gonna beat the Suns. So, yeah, okay. uh, we'll uh, we'll see if that happens, Jordan. What what are you gonna do? If, oh, if let's for, say the Lakers get, you already have fifty bucks at your disposal. We got some budget. That if they is make true. The playoffs, that means the Pelicans will be out. I'll eat. I'll eat the fifty. You, you give me. Give me the fifty in cash. I'll wow. Eat it. I'll try to get. I'll have to get some paper. Uh, I'll have to get a paper one. Uh, no, I'm fine. I'll give me any coins. I was gonna say I'll give you coins. Yeah. Give me nickels. I'll get you. What would that be? Uh, quick math. Two hundred rolls of quarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, but anyways, uh, the, the other game, huge game last night, uh, you know, as, and this is going to kind of be good for uh, another segment later on, which I uh, just going to hint at that. Um, but the play in tournament in the East, uh, really, really close, uh, oh, yeah. as of right now, uh, the Toronto Raptors and the Cleveland Cavaliers faced off in Toronto last night and, uh, Toronto getting the, the huge W last yep. night. Uh, they're now tied with Cleveland. I believe Cleveland has a tiebreaker, uh, at this moment. Yeah. Uh, but it's still both teams, 41 and 32. Uh, so, I mean, the Raptors are hot and they're only both, they're both only one game behind the Bulls right yeah, now. Yeah, the Bulls are reeling. So yep. at this point, the Bulls, if they don't, uh, kind of get their act together and they've got some more injuries on their plate right now, they could fall into that seven seed and they're going to have to go through Brooklyn, uh, yeah. which, holy God, that would be I, I think people would be crowding uh, themselves. Brooklyn, Brooklyn in a in a very new situation, which yep. we'll also get to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so the, the, but the Raptors taking the huge W against the Cavs. Uh, they're getting really close to being able to get out of that play-in tournament, which I don't think anybody really wants to be included in because you know you could be the no. seven seed and be far and away, and then you could end up losing your spot to the ten seed hypothetically. Yep. So I mean, it's never yep. safe. You never want to even gamble there. Um, yep. It's never, it's not good enough. Six or six or better. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if the the team from the six can do it, but. Overall in this game, I mean, the other side of it, it was the rookie of the year versus the rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley. Yeah. The more that they talk about it, the more that I see it, I honestly kind of hope that they do a co-rookie of the year. They haven't done That'd it in be years. Cool. But I yeah. think if there was ever, I've, I'm never, I'm not big into it. I, and the only reason I would even suggest it is because it's happened before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, I find it's really hard to pick between the two of them. They're both like, they're both studs already. Uh, yeah. I, I think Cade is also amazing. Like if he had been, uh, ha- had he been healthy for the rest of the year, I think he would have been included in this race as well. Uh, yeah. Obviously a different player than Scotty and Mobley. Um, but I mean, it, it was a great game back and forth, but um, you know, and then before I'm just gonna kick it over to you after this, but I'd like to officially announce that Spicy P all-star Siakam. I know he was an all-star in my books this year, but the real all-star starter Siakam is 100% All-NBA. All-NBA Siakam. All-NBA Siakam is back, baby. He's 100%. Back. 
Uh, I take your girl to the vacation and I spin her like Siakam. Shout out to Miles Bridges for that one. Uh, I think I bit your bar there, but uh, I mean, that's why you're the rapper, not me. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Siakam was absolutely incredible all night long. Yeah. Uh, OG Ananobi was also back for the Raptors. Would like to shout yes. that out. Uh, huge, huge for them to have him back. Um, but Siakam was the driving force. He's doing exactly what people said he couldn't do. He's proving everybody wrong that said, you know, oh, he's washed up. He had a fluke year. He's nothing without Kawhi. The people are forgetting this guy dropped 42 points in his first NBA Finals appearance. Or was it 32? Pardon me. Um, it, For, 42 maybe would have, but he, I think he, I think it was 32. He went almost um, 40 in the Sixers series. But anyway, he, 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 Yes, he, he had no yeah. trouble in the on the biggest stage going against off, yeah. against Draymond Green. May I add? As yeah, well. yeah. Um, So I I would just like anybody who would like to apologize uh, to Siakam, please do so uh, immediately. Um, we'll get a form. We, we have the form, like the template somewhere. You'll have to fill out the apology form. Yeah, uh, mail yeah. it to us. We'll we'll post it somewhere. Yeah, uh, and uh, so Jordan, I mean, Spicy P is one hundred percent back. Uh, I mean, uh, yes. Know, what what did you think of the game as a whole? Yeah, you, I mean, you said it, Pascal, in, incredible game, like 35, 5, and 6. Uh, 6 for 7 from 3, that's that's when you know All-Star Pascal is back. Uh, because yeah. when he's hitting his 3, he's infinitely harder to you know deal with and defend because uh, you come up on him, you know he's just going to cyclone spin right around you, get right yep, to the rim. Yep. Um, and uh, it it was great, too, having OG back, even though you, know, you, you wouldn't say you know his stats jumped off the page at you or anything, but... Still not 100%, he, he, I don't think. No, for sure. You know, he played 26 minutes. They're, they're, they're going to ramp him up. He's, he's mm-hmm. going to get better as he goes. But um, uh, even he, from three, uh, he hasn't lost his touch. Four for eight. Uh, came in and, you know, spread the floor nicely. Um, and he's just, he, he, we, I, I feel like I kind of forgot how important uh, he, he really is, like, to this team. Which, again, is crazy because, uh, in my mind, he's still like, a, you know, the rookie that came in yeah, and, and yeah. started every yeah. game and is still very raw. But like now he, he legitimately is a veteran on this, uh, you know, Raptors team yep. and uh, who's, who's been through a lot, you know, with this group. And Nick Nurse uh, knows how to use him very well. And uh, they, they just need his, you know, skill set uh, so much. He's so big. He's so versatile on defense. Um, and I think that was, you know, the biggest thing for for the Raptors uh, in this game against the Cavs. They defended really well when they were locked in. I think they turned it over a little bit more than than they should have and, and gave Cleveland some some easy buckets. But the Raptors were really doing what they do best, which was defending, uh, you know, getting turnovers themselves and then getting out and running. Like Chris Boucher yeah. pushed it on the break a little bit. Uh, they, they were running so much that Kem Birch was even getting some buckets. Um, uh, two, uh, uh, to be precise, but but they looked good. The hey, ones that he I did mean, score. Fuck, if we can get anything out of Kem, I'm happy, <laughs> I know. man. That's uh, that contract's looking bad, Masai. I don't know, but I, I'm starting to think though. You know, Kem and Aaron Baines, who I loved, something something in Nick Nurse's system. I think the big slow center kind of slips through the cracks he's be- sometimes. He's, he's better than Baines for the. No, he, the, I know, yeah, but that's it. he's not. I'm, I, I, as much as he's disappointed me, he's fucking way better he's, than he's, Baines ever was. I, I know. I, I almost want to just forget that. I mean, I have forgotten that Baines was yeah. ever a Raptor. I hope Baines uh, was is okay. So Haven't heard much from oh, him yeah, since that he neck also, injury. <laughs> yeah, he. Do you hear that story? He oh went, yeah, I think we talked about it on Olympic one of the podcasts. Yeah, went to the Raptor or to the bathroom, slipped and seriously hurt himself. Insane. And, yeah. My God. Yeah. Shout out, Aaron. I always loved you. Uh, let's yeah. Let's let's forget about your Raptors tenure. Oh, I and actually, I, I forgot. I wanted to mention this in the the Nuggets thing. Uh, I would just like to give a formal apology to uh, Bones Highland and his family. Jordan didn't oh, actually yes. tell me the full. I extent. didn't know either. He had a great game. I didn't also, know he had a really yeah, great game. Yeah, well, he, um, he went the fuck off. But yeah, my I, God. I would just like to have it on the record. Formal apology. I now know the entire story. It was a lot yeah, more than sorry. just him and his brother jumping off of a uh, a balcony. Uh, I would just like to say that. Uh, did not yep. know. Apologies. But let's keep it going, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Raptors, I mean, uh, yeah, Ken Birch definitely needs to be uh, a little bit better. But, I mean, uh, you know, keep going with your point there because, uh, I mean, he, he did step up a little bit tonight. Uh, you know, he, yeah. he did what he needed to do. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he, he he's a big body. Like, I think they're going to use him uh, at certain points. Match It'll be very matchup dependent. Um, and, you know, that I think that's fine. I, I don't mm-hmm. think if, if if you're only getting four points out of Kem Birch, that, that's not going to make or break you. Um, but, uh, you know, Fred Van Vliet didn't have the highest scoring game, but came out and made them when, when it mattered there at the end of the game. Yep. Made a couple deep threes like he often does. Um, and I thought Thad Young had a good game off the bench, like coming in, providing some energy, uh, really – 
really, again, uh, uh, it's funny. We, we talked about these two trades, the Dinwiddie trade to Dallas and the Thad Young trade to Toronto as things we didn't really like because it was just more of the same. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Dallas didn't, we didn't think Dallas really needed another, uh, you know, ball handling slash scoring guard and Toronto didn't need another six, nine yeah. guy who yeah. could, you know, defend and whatever, but sometimes doubling down on what, you know, works and what uh, is good for you and your team sometimes works out pretty well. Obviously, Dinwiddie uh, in Dallas working out, um, I'd say quite a bit better than than Thad Young in Toronto. But for sure, yeah. In a game like today, like he he just gets out, he gets out there, he he slides right in, he he fits that uh, versatility uh, in that you know on defense he can defend anyone from like basically a two to a, a five. Mm-hmm. Like he's very versatile in defense, so Nick Nurse can throw him out there with pretty much anyone else. Um, and you know he he gets steals, uh, hustle plays, and can get out on the break, and is a you know veteran guy who can shoot it a little bit. Like I think. Uh, he's he's been solid for them, and I think in the playoffs he'll get more playing time, um, you know, than he even is now. Like I think Nick Nurse will will trust him enough to to throw him out there. Um, and uh, shout out Armani Brooks, man! Oh, uh, every yeah. time he shoots it, thank God oh you my did God. it. I was gonna have to do it. He's fucking. Uh, I love him. I love him. No, he's, he, he's he hit a, a big shot up. at the end of the game. Yep, incredible shot. Um, incredible pickup, um, and uh, you know uh, it was it was the uh, you mentioned it the kind of battle of the star rookies. Uh, Eleven points each for Barnes and Mobley, so neither one of them really kind of went off, but they both both kind of showed their versatility and what they can do. Mobley had some really uh, oh I guess well he, he he boarded it eight times, and I thought he he would have had more than just the one assist, but the one assist he did have uh, was a really nice you know skip pass. Yep, like a yep. laser through the paint over to the corner for for a shooter, um, and you know that's that's really advanced stuff for for a young big man. Uh, he's been doing that all year. But and I think he um, opened up the game with scoring. Part I'm, I'm correct me if I'm wrong with an and one. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, no, he, you know, again, that's what you like about both these guys. They don't have to you know go out and score 25. They'll uh, affect the game uh, even when you know they're not. Yeah, doing too much offensively themselves um, in terms of scoring the ball. So uh, it was, uh, you know, a great game uh, for the Raptors to win because they lost a tough one to the Bulls the other night that I thought they they really had a chance to yeah. win. The Bulls pulled away at the end. Um, and uh, it's, it is going to be tight. I think for the Raptors, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to get luck to break or to break your way and, and have the, the Cavs continue to struggle here a little bit because I think, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's the season series or, or what it is. We'll have to look into it, why the Cavs hold the tiebreaker over the Raptors right now. But uh, I think if they have even records, it'll be the Cavs that, that get that sixth seed. So the Raptors are going to have to, you know, finish better than them in the standings. So they 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 hold it. You know, I, I think they can do it. I think the, the Raptors' next game is against the Pacers. They don't have a particularly hard schedule remaining. Mm-hmm. So I think they got to go, you know, pedal to the metal because at the end of the day, that's avoiding for you possibly two two extra games that you don't don't want to be playing uh you know when it comes to the play in um and so we'll we'll see uh but uh great start for the raptors yep. in terms of this last stretch of the season nine game win streak let's do it let's uh let's get 50 let's wins go. baby out of nowhere with this team. oh amazing that'd yeah, be incredible imagine that um i mean it, it's probably not gonna happen but who knows uh but yeah I, yeah i'm glad you shut out marty brooks that i mean that guy He's a dog, man. He he fights oh, hard yeah. on defense. I mean, I don't think he's like the most skilled defender in the world, but he fights no. hard. He's got a good like he's got a big dog mentality for sure. He's yeah. exactly what we needed. He shoots the ball well and he shoots it smartly. Like it's not like he's just pulling up for no reason. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of pulling up for no reason, shout out to Lance Stevenson dropping twenty five. Uh, oh, Lance. Oh yeah. Lance. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Arm- Armani Brooks's world, man. Uh, really happened to have him on the squad. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's great time. To uh, to be an NBA fan, regardless, uh, and I mean this this play playoff race, play in race, uh, it's all going to be hot, hot, hot. And we've talked about it every episode. Uh, everybody better be dialed in for this Eastern uh, Conference playoffs because yeah. even if it's the playoffs, you get the six seed. You're either playing the 76ers or the Bucks. Yeah. So yeah. wow, congratulations! You've made the congratulations, playoffs. You draps. Get, yeah. yeah. You you get to get uh, Embiid or uh, Giannis in uh, the first round, or or you actually it's get, yeah. It's like uh, it's a kiss of death. Regardless, it's like who do, who do you want to get fucked up by? Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's I. It, it's rare that you have like monsters on either end of you on the standings. Yeah. If you drop down, you get fucking Brooklyn, Kevin yeah. Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And if you go up, you get. You know the Bucks or the 76ers. It's uh, it's insane. Yeah, there's there's no easy path. So you know, for for any of these teams, I will I'll warn you. Don't don't try and you know f- fuck around and you know rest guys to uh, 
sort of dictate what your own uh, sort of opponent will be because the basketball gods will, uh, well, will punish, you'll punish you for it. Yeah, you'll get punished for yeah, sure. You'll, you'll uh, get pummeled. And, and also, if you're one of those big, uh, those top seed teams, you better not. You should not want to face the Raptors. If you're a fan of those fan mm-hmm. bases, as much as you know, Giannis and Embiid are gonna like, they probably would win. That's gonna really test you. If anything, if anything, yep. here's a big brain take. If you really want your team to do well in the playoffs, if you're a fan of you know Miami, Philly, uh, Milwaukee, you know if you're uh, you should want to play the Raptors because if you can get through Toronto, they're gonna battle test your guys in that first round. Yep. You'll come out yep. of there much stronger team, much more uh, galvanized team. Uh, but that's yep. just a big brain take. Uh, but you won't you won't make it out of there. That's, that's yeah. what we're saying. The <laughs> yeah, Rap- yeah. We're, we're gonna send people home. Yep. I'm telling you, I'm calling you right now. Yeah, Raptors first round upset. I don't give a shit who we get. And, and before we uh, we move over here, I uh, also we were talking about Thad Young. I also think that he was uh, it was a weird pickup, but you know what? Like it's it's worked well enough. It's worked well enough. Yeah. Uh, I, one of our listeners, uh, he he actually he, he's uh, he he jumped on to one of our uh, our way way back to start the year. He jumped on our uh, our live uh, our live stream where we talked over the uh, the Wizards and Raptors season opener game. Uh, yeah. And uh, he hates Thad Young. Uh, oh. So uh, that to our listener, uh, you know, I told somebody him, Brist Bistro, Bistro, yeah. Like uh, oh, yeah, Tyler Bistro, Mr. Bistro. Tyler Bistro. Tyler. Uh, so Listen. yeah, Tyler, um, you know, no problem, man. Uh, I, I I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, he hates him. He says that Thad Young's the worst player that's been on the Raptors in years. I uh, don't necessarily oh, agree Tyler. with him, but Tyler, yeah, he just definitely doesn't like him. Uh, we just talked about Aaron Baines, Tyler. True. Come on, yeah. worst worst Raptor ever. Uh, but we're we're gonna move on over here. We were talking about Brooklyn being a. Uh, a absolute like beast uh for an eight yeah. seed and uh oh what's that oh oh unvaccinated players can now play uh in new york uh we did it we fought the good fight we we did it <sighs> we did it for Kyrie, baby oh my Let's goodness go. um yeah uh now you for all these teams like again same thing if you want to be battle tested the raptors are one thing if you're the, yeah. the if you're miami right now you gotta be pissed <laughs> Because I, a Miami versus Brooklyn, I had that as my conference finals going into this season. Yeah. That is going to be like, what an unlucky draw. What an unlucky draw. And if any team is going to be able to somehow go through this insane run of, uh, like, as an eight seed to play, like, essentially the best competition, hypothetically, you would uh, like you'd think. Like, uh, right now, that means that the Nets would play the Heat in the first round uh, and then either the Bulls or the Celtics in the second round. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's a playoff run for the first two rounds to have to go through. Yeah, but 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 you know, I think if they beat the Heat in the first round, then they avoid uh, Philly or Milwaukee yep. until the conference finals yep. too. So it's like, it's uh, I think it'll be a tougher first round, but maybe you know, depending on how things go, who's playing at that time and who's playing well, uh, might be better to to face either the Bulls or the Celtics. But uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, like we we've been waiting for this. I think this is good. Just you've put everything else aside. It's better for the game of basketball. Obviously, the Kyrie's going to be able to play. Do you think he can he, make his home debut debut on Sunday? Do you think Kyrie's uh, going to be able to handle Hornets? being a full time NBA player? He might. He, I don't know. Uh, I don't it, know. It's a lot of wear and tear, man. <laughs> it, it is. He's been playing. Uh, he's been playing pretty well at forty three and eight uh, the other night against the yeah. Grizzlies. They they did lose, but um, but uh, yeah, because I, I was listening to to Eric Adams, the New York City Mayor, talking about it. He said uh, he, he's giving a press press conference yesterday on the Thursday. Uh, he said, "Tough choices take a tough person to make them." So he's tough. He's, uh, he's the he, and and he is that tough guy, like Michael <laughs> Scott, you know. Um, and uh, he said, uh, "The decision we're making, we're not making it loosely or haphazardly, or because there are pressures to do it. We're doing it because the city has to function." True, I guess there are definitely pressures, though. Uh, and the last one, he said, "This this exemption has been putting our sports teams at a self imposed competitive disadvantage." But this new order will help boost our economy. Uh, does he mean like a Brooklyn Nets championship will will boost your economy, like the uh, the the parade? I don't know how many people how many people would actually show up to a Brooklyn Nets parade, and how many of those people would actually just be Knicks fans? Oh, you'd be Knicks fans for sure. It'd be all <laughs> it would all be these guys. They, they wouldn't be wearing Brooklyn jerseys. It would be all no. it would be all these bandwagoners from kind of that upper like the northern eastern uh, like yeah. hemisphere. 
uh, they would all be coming out from, you know, wherever, uh, coming out of the woodworks. And then, yeah, you'd have a bunch of like Knicks fans out there probably booing. There'd probably be a yeah. fight or <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, it, 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 Bing bong. I, yeah, I don't, oh my God. Those, I haven't seen, I don't even know if those guys still are around the New no, York it's side. Too sad. We talked, oh uh, like we, we did cancel them, I guess. Well, we didn't cancel yes. them, but we just said to stop quoting them, I guess. Um, but I think they, they have to come back if the, if the Nets win, they have to just go around. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I mean, people are, people aren't going to miss a, uh, a Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Uh, uh, hypothetically, uh, they aren't going to miss them. Like you know, going through a parade, making their speech. No, I mean, no, that's no, no. A, yeah, uh, that that would be a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's 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 crazy. So it's happened. You know, we we we. I think we pretty much expected this, though it was kind of becoming more unclear with you know the messages people were sending. But like like we said, it's a little bit before the playoffs. Kyrie can get used to it. You know, uh, playing in Barclays, mm-hmm. uh, we can they can get a few games under their belt you know, as a team, and now they can go forward. But now, what the hell is going on with Ben Simmons? Somehow, he uh, oh, all of a sudden man. has a legitimate back uh, issue that he had to get an epidural for. Like, this is this is a little bit, I, I, this is weird. Like, this injury news, there's been a lot of weird injury news yeah. this whole year, yeah. uh, you know, with the Draymond Green thing and, you know, so many other, uh, yeah, don't get me started on Zion. Oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> Matt, uh, not expected to play. Yeah, I, I, I noticed know. you uh, didn't want to talk about that one. No, but, uh, no I, I thought about bringing it with the Bulls and the Pelicans, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't uh, didn't really want to didn't want to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> Westbrook said it's do or die, and it's like, yeah. no, it's not do or it's not like do or die. It is do or die, Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, yes, no, but uh, like the the uh, again. We just saw the the Nets. They put up a good fight uh, when Tatum had that fifty four. They go into Boston. Uh, uh, the the Nets do go on to lose though, and we said the Nets will be great because you know Kyrie and KD were doing their thing. Seth Curry at the end of that game, they had no one to stop uh, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. and I don't think they have. Uh, they don't have that good defender unless they get Ben Simmons back by the playoffs that can really really shore up uh, their kind of championship hopes. Like in my eyes, like uh, they can be the best offensively they can possibly be. And I'm sure they will be, but defensively, they're just going to have, I think too many, too much to overcome um, unless they can get Ben Simmons back. So we'll have to monitor that, but that's some weird shit going on because uh, I, I don't know how this injury sort of thing happened almost out of nowhere. Like why wasn't it being dealt with earlier? You know, how, how much yeah. was he actually playing basketball? I don't get it. Um, but you know, for Kyrie Irving to come back, Biggest news the Nets can get, and I'd be scared as shit. I'd, I'd honestly, especially you know, we'll get to Miami a little bit more and their team mm-hmm. dynamic. But I, uh, I don't know. I I'd be very very scared to you know if you put a gun to my head, I'd, I'd have to say Brooklyn would beat Miami in the first round. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think it would be a, it would be a tough tough series. Very different teams as we you know, we've said. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Kyrie has been amazing this year. Uh, he's been mm-hmm. a fantastic player. Uh, even though obviously part time, and I'm sure that's helped him in ways. Uh, yeah. But at, at the same time, you know, people always say like, uh, you know, they they give that excuse that you know he's rested more, but it's like, I feel like it's harder for him because he has to like he's trap he's only doing travel uh like yeah, he's not yeah. he's always he's still moving around he's still got the wear and tear of travel on his body and then he's yeah. only got like half the time to develop in-game chemistry with some of these guys and it's been a kind of a revolving door of players uh yeah. in, in this two seasons with brooklyn so it's i i think that that's kind of an unfair rap again i'm not uh the, the biggest kyrie irving fan in the world but uh you know i i think he's uh, one of the best point guards in the league where we've talked about it, one of the the better yeah. like, talents we've seen in uh you know decades yeah. Uh, and, and I, if you have, again, I, I, I say it at once, I'll say it a billion more times. If you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on one basketball team, you have a chance to make mm-hmm. a deep playoff run. And again, who knows? We could be talking about the defending NBA champions right now had, uh, Kevin Durant been wearing a, a size 12 instead of a, a size 13 yeah. last season. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, if you are in the Miami heat, you definitely got to be a little bit. You got to be feeling the anxiety creeping up. You get your chest is feeling a little tight. Your back's feeling heavy. Um, I, I, hey, maybe maybe that's why they lost uh, to the Warriors without all three of their stars, <laughs> and before yeah. that, the Philadelphia 76ers without Harden or Embiid. Maybe this is uh, they, heavy. they don't want it. They yeah. want to fall out of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, and we just said you can't try and uh, maneuver your way. The basketball guys yeah, will don't punish do it. you. Um, but yeah, and, and you know we were talking about Ben Simmons there. It's kind of funny that. 
the way that they're doing this, I almost feel like this is kind of a little bit of like the fog of war. Like you kind of, they're kind of just trying to muddy the waters a little bit here and they don't want people to know exactly what's going on. I think they are really just resting him until the playoffs. Like I think he'll play in the playoffs. I do think he will. I think this is a little but bit. But that's far-fetched. so, that's so tough though to, yeah. to get him on board. Like, in, like it's already at the point of the season where you want, you want him to play just to get used to these. Sure, He's yeah. never played with these guys. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, 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 here's the thing. I think the way that the, the way they're handling him again, unless there is some like his body is just falling apart, like a zombie or something. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, like I, I feel like Ben Simmons is would be perfect in the NHL because in the NHL they have a thing called the LTIR. Uh, what the, is this? What it's is the long term IR? So the long term oh. <laughs> injury uh, reserve, where they, it's it's a totally different thing, and they get a uh, certain percentage of uh, the the player's contract uh, is taken off their salary caps, so they can pick up. Uh, I know. Oh, that, yes. I know that if there's season-ending injuries in the NBA, you can apply, and they can uh, grant yeah. you uh, like extra salary because of this. Um, but in the NHL, teams have used it, uh, especially the, the the two-time Stanley Cup uh, champion Tampa Bay Lightnings. Uh, they, they've Lightnings Lightning. Uh, they they've they've been using that to stash guys. That's what people have been saying. You know, it's kind of bullshit there. Maybe uh, yeah. that's kind of what they're trying to do. They're kind of uh, obviously it's not the exact same thing, but I mean, there's. I, I just really find it hard to believe that Ben Simmons hasn't been able to get on the court at all. And he's he hasn't yeah. played in over a year. Yeah, I, I don't get it, man. Did he hurt his back when he did that one dunk in the warm-up uh, against uh, Philly? I, I think that's probably the most uh, the thing that makes the most sense. Him and, him and Zion I, just like uh, sitting on the couch together like uh, yeah, that Mountain Dew yeah. commercial. They're just, they're just gaming together, man. Imagine, imagine news starts coming out like Ben Simmons is 375 pounds. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I don't get it. Like it's the dog days of the season. It's almost over. Yeah. The, the, it really ticks me off about Brooklyn. And when I think about like Kyrie and KD as these like all time greats that I think uh, at least some people kind of put them there. I'm like, uh, where, well, obviously with the Kyrie vaccination thing, I'm like, I, I know it's his, you know, personal choice. We don't have to get into it, but. I think for a lot of people, the perspective is like, how much do you want to like, like win? Like how much Mm -hmm. do you want to be on the court and actually go and, and, and win? Um, And, you know, that's been a question with Kyrie for a lot, uh, for for a few years, because there's been lots of different things that have, for one reason or another, kept him off the court or in, he's been in weird situations that have prevented him from, you know, going forward and leading a team and and winning. He hasn't actually showed that he can do that yet. Um, uh, Kevin Durant's a different story, but you know he he joins a seventy three and nine team uh, team, uh, which we don't have to relitigate that. But then leaves it uh, because he even though he's he's won a whole bunch uh, now, which is supposed to be you know the the thing that all players aspire to do. He he needs something more. He's not really feeling it. And then Ben Simmons now, uh, like why why aren't you t- talking and, and making this more clear and, and giving more updates on you know how you're feeling and and what's going on like. It, it just ticks me off. This team that has the the ability and has all year, even when fucking James Harden was there, it just can't quite like. And, and, and again, we're talking about how dangerous they're dangerous they're going to be and how they can still make a deep playoff run. I think they can, but I just want to. Uh, it, it's just very frustrating to to think that these guys can't just get everyone healthy and on the same page and be the best version of themselves. For because sure, they're they're going to be so good if they ever get to that point. But I'm like. Where where's the the will? Because like, I, I just uh, I, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how they go out this year if they do how deep they go. But if they if they bow out early, um, it's just going to be it's just going to be r- really strange because Ben Simmons has had all this time, all this you know, uh, any ability to to come in and and play and just be more open with what's going on with him, and he hasn't. And it's just, it's just this weird kind of vibe. Yeah, uh, yeah. As much as I think Brooklyn is. Uh, you know, one of the more dangerous teams in the East. Uh, I just, I, I still have my reservations about, uh, you know, if they can put it all together and win. Because I really do think they need Ben Simmons. Um, and I, I just want more more info about it. So he 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 better get himself right and, and come back. Uh, but if if it's true what, what you're th- saying, and I think, um, you know, it makes sense that they, they might just be waiting uh, until the playoffs start. That's going to be tough to get him on the same page yeah. with these guys that he's, he's never played with. So it, it's weird. It's, it's like, weird. He's not really known as a playoff performer. I don't really think you want to yeah, just throw no. him into the, the boiling pot there. Yeah. And like, I, I feel bad for Steve Nash having to deal with all this shit all year, yeah. but I'm like, yeah, we're talking about Kyrie being able to play, but 
still people don't don't forget they they should have this other guy yeah. they traded James Harden for for God's sake um, and uh, you know the, one of the best defensive players in the league where the hell is he what's going on yeah uh, there's there's just always going to be drama in Brooklyn you know one thing ends the Kyrie you know thing ends there's another another question you know it's it's uh, I think it's just destined to happen I think I think Kyrie and KD honestly they deep down I don't know if they'd admit it they like the drama they oh, like being talked sure. about Kevin in this Rant way where it. they. He, I think they're just they're, it's always going to be swirling around them yeah. no matter what they do. They're never going to be a team that just quietly does their own thing, minds their business and goes and wins. So, uh, you know, they'll, they'll find creative ways to do it. But, you know, we'll see. It's going to be fun either way. They, they should have signed Tristan Thompson, man. That would have been awesome. Oh, that would that'd have be completed great. the the Brooklyn drama circle. Man. He would have he would have impregnated a woman in Brooklyn uh, <laughs> immediately. Yeah, yeah. There already would he would have already had a baby mama there, wouldn't he? He would be like, <laughs> oh, well, this is nice. You can spend time with my kid for once. Uh, <laughs> and then to move on here, yeah, we we talked with them a couple times here. Uh, the Miami Heat, uh, you know, the the number one seed in the East, uh, they've clinched their uh, the Southeast Division. So congratulations, you are officially in the playoffs, Miami. Uh, well done, congratulations. Man. Um, first Eastern Conference team to do it. Um, uh, but you know the talk of the talk of the town on uh, Wednesday night was uh, Jimmy Butler trying to get into a fight with, and uh, and there was actually <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Did you see the courtside fans uh, or or near courtside yeah. fans video? Uh, for anyone yeah. who hasn't seen that one, that one kind of helps explain it a lot more. Uh, so shout out to whoever recorded that because that was uh, that really helped out because we couldn't make out much beforehand. Um, Obviously, Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra were having a heated discussion, and you know that does happen. Um, but then Eric Spolstra, like uh, we can't really hear what Jimmy Butler says, but he starts talking some shit, and we know Jimmy Butler uh, doesn't care. He doesn't give a single fuck. I mean, the guy's got a giant. He's got a huge fish tank in his own home. I mean, he's not uh, yeah. afraid. He, he's not afraid to be just doing weird stuff. Uh, but yeah, he calls up Spolstra, and all you can hear is Spolstra go, "What? You think I'm gonna fight you?" <laughs> and it's like, like yeah I wish he did. that would be you know, what a what a fight that would be five eight spolstra takes on uh six seven jimmy butler uh yeah. and then you know obviously uh you know uh, udonis haslam uh like literally the definition of an old head uh who's been yeah. in the miami heat for like a like two decades now uh yeah. you know steps in for spo who uh which rightfully so i'm sure those guys are very very close i mean they've been yeah like is pretty much just playing out his contract till he becomes an assistant coach i think that he'll be yeah. an assistant coach on the heat for sure he basically is well, that's what i right mean yeah. Uh, yeah yeah he's pretty much ingratiated himself into that role um but then he gets up and he gets in Jimmy Butler's face and says, "Man, I will fuck you up." And I'll then, fuck and you then up. It, all hell breaks loose. They're fight. They're trying to fight each other in the middle. And Spolstra was heated too. Like you never really like he. He definitely wears his uh, his emotions on his face pretty uh, clearly. And he lo- yeah. he was pissed. Like you could tell he I wanted am. to like kind of get in Butler's face, but he had to be composed. He had to be the you know the the leader of that team. I, and you know people have different takes. So I'm excited to see what you have to say because we haven't talked about this before. Uh, but like yeah. Jimmy Butler has a history of doing this where he pushes these uh, buttons yes. and it's not like, you know, and again, I, I've, I've been rewatching the last dance. Uh, and so like, I actually just came by the episode, you know, they're talking about Michael Jordan and how, how hard he rode his guys in practice. And people said, you know, they needed that because he did yeah. it and he was really getting, and he did cross. If you line. don't want to play that way. Yeah. Don't play that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. And so the, 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 the problem, me to tears. They, they always said that, you know, my, he, Michael Jordan, you know, bit of an asshole. He did cross lines while doing it and whatnot, but the, you know, they said at the end of the day, it made them a better player. We don't know how the Miami heat or, you know, we definitely know the Timberwolves didn't respond well to Jimmy Butler, <laughs> yeah. uh, doing stuff like that. We know the 76ers didn't respond well to Jimmy Butler doing that. Uh, cause it's a very different era. Players don't exactly like being told that they're bums and get their ex- personal lives exposed by, uh, yeah. and I, uh, Jimmy Butler has just done this so many times and gotten into so many arguments with different star players, different role players, uh, management front off. It, it, it Everyone he could possibly get into a fight with, he's gotten into a fight with in his NBA career. Is it a problem, do you think, at this point? Or do you think this is just Jimmy being Jimmy and he's still kind of galvanizing his team? Like It seems like in the post, uh, post-game post press conference that things were okay. Um, yeah. But this is definitely a, like a trend. If it was like, if I was a fan of the Heat, I wouldn't be a fan of this trend kind of, you know, repeating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Again, it's it's not it's not surprising to see Jimmy go at it and with a first, uh, or, you know, go at it with a teammate or or you know with someone involved, uh, you know, with the team because, like you said, he's, he's he has a history of doing that and can be kind of a hothead. And I first thought I didn't even know when I first saw it that uh, 
Spolstra was really involved. I thought it was just Udonis yeah, Haslam yeah. and Jimmy, uh, you know, arguing with each other, which could have been about anything. You know, we, we see that pretty often. But between the coach and the player, so to get to have it get that heated uh, in the middle of a game, you don't really see it that often because uh, a, a coach will sometimes, you know, even, even if a player kind of yells at a coach, he's not going to in front of, you know, the fans and everyone else because it was at home in Miami. And he'll just bench um, him usually. He, like, fuck you. Yeah, like. He, yeah, and deal with it later. So you don't really see that. But so so it, it's interesting because I've I've heard different takes on it. Like I on no dunks, uh, uh, they they had kind of opposing takes. Some people, some of the guys thought it was you know no big deal, um, and and I think Lee thought it was you know more more of an issue, especially because of that kind of Spolstra going at it uh, with Jimmy right in the middle of a game. Thought it was a, a a bigger issue, and I wasn't really sure uh, where I stood. But I I listened to Brian Windhorst talk about it uh, and. He, he's a guy who covered the Heat for many years and, and Spolstra, uh, you know, for, for many years during their championship kind of window there when LeBron was there. Um, and he he said, you know, Spolstra kind of plays kind of chess a lot of the times. He's one of the smartest guys, uh, you know, in the league, one of the best coaches we have. Yeah. Um, and I think he realized what, what, what Brian Windhorst thought was happening, and I think this is right, that Spo realized that if he went at Jimmy and got Jimmy fired up, like the more he went at him, uh, you know, the 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 more he kept kind of kept this going, even though he could have just nipped it in the butt, he didn't have to say anything back to Jimmy at all. The more he'd kind of galvanize Jimmy to go out there and, and play mad and try and get the whole team together, even though it's in kind of an angry way mm-hmm. uh, to get them to go out and play. And it kind of worked because the the timeout, the, the whole thing that, that happened was Jimmy kind of went for a kind of weak closeout. It was in the third uh, when the the Warriors came out of the the third again without Steph, Draymond, or Clay on a 19-0 run, yeah. uh, and the, you know the Heat were just getting pummeled. Um, and you know it's to, to for for Spo for you know for that to happen. I don't know what what prompted uh, you know I don't know what the fuck Jimmy said for Spo to be like oh you want to fight me like I, I don't know what happened there. But you know f- when Spo realized that. Uh, you know, th- this could maybe even, uh, you know, even though it's through kind of like this physical, you know, kind of angry energy that the whole team obviously had, if he could galvanize them to get out there and play harder, uh, you know, he was going to do that. And and I think I think that's really a big part of it. I don't sure, think yeah. Spolstra would have done it just based on him losing control of his emotions because he's dealt he's dealt with guys before. He's dealt, he's dealt with Dwayne Wade. He's dealt with LeBron. Like, yeah. not that they're all as hot headed as Jimmy, but like. He's dealt with a lot of different, uh, you know, things in high pressure situations, way more high pressure than this, you know, regular season game. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it was a calculated decision for him to go at Jimmy the way that sure, he did, yeah. in specifically in front of everyone, so he could see. He walked out onto the floor like Warriors players were coming back onto the floor, kind of in between it as it was yeah. going on. And I think, uh, you know, Spolster realized that angry Jimmy is going to be better. And it, it worked for a little bit. They ended that third quarter. The, uh, the heat came back and the score was within one going into the fourth. It didn't work in the end though. Cause yeah. uh, the Warriors ended up <laughs> winning the game. I think they, the, the heat gave up 37 to the Warriors in the fourth, which is you Jordan know, Poole. Uh, I told you, man, he, unbelievable. he's fire. Yeah, Jordan Poole. He's coming back. But uh, yeah, I, I think it was, it was more methodical than, than it was Spo losing his emotions. Mm-hmm. But like for Jimmy, I'm like, why are you going at Eric Spolstra? Yeah, Eric yeah. Spolstra is low key, kind of like a badass. I would not want to fuck with Eric Spolstra. Uh, you know, he's he's not like uh, uh, Greg Popovich, who uh, also a badass, but like is very clearly like an older guy. Sure, yeah. Uh, like yeah. I think uh, Eric Spolstra's probably got that kind of like uh, you know dad strength, uh, or you know he, he'd surprise he's, you. He's, I, I, that guy's <laughs> fucking. He's fought for everything that he's got. I can tell you that right oh, now. Oh yeah, I mean, exactly. He started off as started a, a, a video, video guy. guy. Yeah, if if you can get all your way to being like a, one of the longest tenure, actually. No, I guess well, Popovich is. I think he's the second longest tenured uh, yeah, head coach one of the, for a single team. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's not there to fuck around. And I mean, Pat Riley's looking over his shoulder at all my minutes. You got to well, be. Exactly. He wouldn't hire a pussy. So no, no, yeah. So so I think yeah. From from the Spo side, it was it was all kind of uh, uh, a tactic mm-hmm. uh, to get his guys fired up. And it's true. I mean, if there's one thing about Jimmy. Uh, he he will respect you more if you come back at him uh, yeah, and sure. you know d- d- don't take you know his shit as much as he doesn't want to take any, anybody else's shit. He's going to call out you know what he thinks. Uh, you know he's going to uh, say what's on his mind. He's going to do that and a hundred percent angry Jimmy uh, and you know fired up Jimmy even if he's mad because it's at his own damn coach is going to go um, and you know take it out on the court and that's going to be you know better for you in the long run. Um, that's that's usually the same with a lot of these kind of more 
hot-headed guys, uh, you know, that a lot of people see it as a negative, but if they can, you know, harness that and go out on the court and, and you know, uh, use it against another team, it, it's usually going to do good things for yeah. you. So, um, you know, we'll see. It's definitely not, it, it would have been a lot easier to write this off as a good thing if the Heat came back and won the game. Uh, so I really, it's, it's harder to, uh, you know, evaluate it, uh, you know, when, when they, you know, lose and, and have a really bad showing in the fourth quarter. But I think everyone said the right things, you know, Kyle Lowry and, you know, for whether it's Spo and I'm not sure if Jimmy spoke, I, I haven't heard any quotes from him, but just uh, these guys saying they're a really competitive group. This happens all the time in practice. Yeah. Obviously like all these fucking well, Lowry rough, just walked away. Um, he didn't give a shit. Yeah. He, he was like, no, fuck this. Try called a timeout and in the middle of uh, you know, a timeout, but um, it's, it's they've got a really rough and tumble group of guys yeah. that are obviously if they're going to get in the faces of their opponents they're obviously going to do it you know to themselves from time to time so I, I don't think it's that big of a deal but it is a big deal that they lost the game and you know that they're they're losing now at 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 the time in a season when they finally got some guys back healthy you know Jimmy playing with Lowry and um yeah I think they're still without Hero uh, right now as far as I know but you know they they've had to deal with so many injuries so this is the time when they should be kind of ramping up, getting into the playoffs, getting all on the same page. Uh, so that part of it's concerning. But the actual actual altercation, I think, uh, it is going to be fine. I don't think that's going to linger. Yeah, yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, uh, it's a tough team. So uh, I'm sure this isn't something, uh, you know, as you said, that uh, this has probably happened at practices before. I'm sure this isn't uh, mm-hmm. isn't new. Not great timing to do that uh, in the middle of a game yeah, when you're yeah. down. But, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see how the heat bounce back here. Uh, a bit of a rough patch uh, that we're going through right now. Uh, yeah. To end this off, though, uh, you know, this is just an open discussion that me and Jordan want to have. Cause we, this has been kind of something that's floated around the last couple of years, especially, uh, you know, I think mostly because, you know, fans and media and anybody really that's even following sports, uh, the, the players have to give reasons for everything. Again, we're, we're talking about Ben Simmons. We're frustrated that he isn't talking and uh, explaining himself more. Uh, the Nets aren't explaining themselves more, but all the situations going on there. Uh, and and this goes for a lot of sports, but the NBA we're going to focus on in particular, there's a lot of late calls like that. The last two minute report, which I've always said, I think is bullshit. They shouldn't even put that out there because it just adds more fuel to this fire that we're, we're kind of getting into here. Um, But there's been like real talk that people want to see refs either having to go and do post game press conferences to explain some of their calls or non calls, uh, or there should be straight up fines because if the NBA is constantly seeing that these officials are making the wrong call and obviously it's sports and there's human error and that's kind of the, that's what's going to happen. Uh, you need that element of the game. It's never going to be perfect. There's no way, uh, the robots are never going to be perfect either. They're going to malfunction. Um, I'm telling you that right now. Uh, (laughs) but there's no, there's no sense to some of these calls in in these games where it's like there's no chance that that shouldn't have been a foul. There's no chance that that was uh like a foul. Like, it, the refs do have a pretty bad rep in the past couple seasons of blowing yeah. games or uh, blowing calls that would have changed games completely or making calls that shouldn't have been made at all. That should have just let them go through. It's I I do think that like finding referees should be a thing, and I think it should be public knowledge that they do. I'm not saying they should be fined the same percentages or whatever that. Uh, you know, that uh, the players do for certain things. But there's no way that they should not be held accountable because you can make the last two-minute report and be like, oh, yeah, the refs fucked up last night and your team lost because of it, you know, big whoop. There should be a little bit more looked into this because, again, I'm all for the human error of it, but sometimes it's a little, like, like ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I don't know if I would necessarily say, like, find them um, because I don't know... I. I'm sure they make good money, but like I, I don't think they've you know got uh, the average referee as you know mon- that much money to you know throw around, um, and you know they they've got a pretty uh, kind of hectic lifestyle from what I know you For know sure, traveling yeah, a lot yeah. and, and whatnot. But but I I think there should be I think there already kind of is like a point system. Um, but there, I think there should be like a way for for the league to you know and and have it be sort of more publicly talked about where you know, you, you are rated and you have like points as a referee. And if you, you mess something up, you know, I'm, I'm all for the, the, the league doing the last two minute report, uh, even though I, I do find it, it, it does just add fuel to the fire if you're not going to do anything with yeah. it. But like if find out which specific referee its responsibility was to make the call that was missed or improperly called and knock them down a peg, like take off points. And maybe if you, you get down to a certain amount of points, like you, you, 
are suspended for a while. Mm-hmm. You don't get like a, a you, you you don't work for uh, 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 certain games, or you know you you get assigned to less games or something like that. And the higher rated refs, the refs that make less mistakes, um, you know, get the more high profile, yeah. more important games. The the games that. Uh, or, or games more often, you know, be a, demote demote rest down to the G League for God's sake. Oh yeah, yeah I think it well, should. Man, what the should fuck, just Joey be... Crawford shouldn't have been uh, calling <laughs> NBA Finals games. That guy was a lunatic. Uh, I know, I know. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like refs have certain reputations, and it's like we should we should be able to measure that. Like if if a guy, and especially too, like because again, it's it's all human. Like if if a ref specifically, and okay, I. I I, I refed a little bit in high school. I think you did a little bit too. Uh, occasionally, uh, we, yeah. We, there, there was there were some kids uh, that I just uh, you know didn't like, and I'm sure uh, <laughs> I probably uh, was uh, a little heavy on the whistle with, with them. You know, call a you know offensive foul, just watching for them to you know dip their arm or something like. There's there's different sort of human elements that are going to get uh, injected into the game. Like if a referee has a history with a certain coach and doesn't like him, he might be, you know, give him a technical quicker than, you know, if it was a coach, he didn't know, like there's all these different things. So it's like, I, I would just like the, the league or, you know, some sort of body to regulate it and, and see, uh, you know, if, if what the ref is doing uh, for a certain call, mm-hmm. if he messes mm-hmm. this call up all the time, he or she, um, you know, if he uh, calls fouls at a more often sort of rate or clip versus this specific team, like, Make it known and and try we just and need some accountability. deal with ways to fix it. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Know a, so I don't I don't I don't think it should necessarily be a fine, but like a system yeah. to uh, counteract again the human element. I'm not blaming the referees for it. I don't think there's a way to get rid of it, but there is a way I think, or at least a better way to mitigate it so that it, it's more fair. Yeah, because it, it it's true. Like the the things have happened, especially recently. That have just changed the courses, uh, you know, the course uh, of the end of a game, and it, it, it that shouldn't be how games end in the yeah. NBA. Nobody wants. Well, that. I, and I think that you know, that's, uh, all we need is a little bit more accountability. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, keeping track of like teams' records when certain refs are uh, are, are yeah. refing, which you know is a, an interesting uh, you know stat to keep as well. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure there. If you went back historically, I guarantee there were some teams that really sucked under certain refs. Uh, yeah. The w- one of the things though. Because we're talking about just fouls, really, and or missed calls here. Uh, and when I was kind of talking to you about this before we started the po- uh, the podcast off today, uh, and this is kind of what made me want to talk about it more is is calling technical fouls uh, or, yeah. or ejecting players. That's the stuff that I really am interested in hearing because you ejecting a player is like you're you're pretty much saying that they are acting so out of pocket and they've done something that's totally unrelated to basketball and they need to be reprimanded to that extent uh and, and yeah. that completely changes the game and they need to remember that there are millions and millions and millions of dollars riding on every single game in the nba yeah. uh so that you can't just do something because it's like oh this guy is a bit of a dick and we've gotten into arguments before ejected uh that we've, we've seen technicals given out for literally no reason at times uh we've seen technicals yeah. given to the wrong players before uh yeah it's i i, I really i that's what pisses me off because that's such a yeah. that's such a momentum swing, and then they can't do anything about it. Like no, there's no yeah, going back yeah. and being like, oh well, you know, actually I don't agree. Like the other ref isn't going to come over and be like, no, that's not a technical. The technicals are never yeah. reversed. So I, no. I I I really really that's what I would like. Like if you're going to eject someone or you're going to give someone like a T in the last like five minutes of a game, I would like the refs to you know go on a presser. Uh, you know, and just explain themselves what happened, talk about it. And I know the refs don't like talking about you know how them and the players interact. Cause I'm also, I'm sure some of it, you know, they're not really, it's not really PG 13, I'm sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at, at, at the same time, Ke- Kevin, Kevin Garnett told me to go. Yeah. Fuck myself, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I, yeah. Oh be the God. Jackie moon. Uh, I'll fucking kill your family. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it, it, it's, uh, that, that's more, all I, all I want to see. And I'll say it one last time is just accountability for these refs. Uh, because yeah. you know, uh, I, I spend most of my time screaming at my TV about refing and whatnot, and, and it's a hard thing. We've to do. got parlays, we've got parlay, parlays, and <laughs> yeah, bets yeah, uh, yeah. riding on this shit. These these refs got to smarten up, man. This is this is rough. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of pressure on them. So again, like uh, if they don't end up doing anything and the things stay the same, like I'm not gonna be crying over it. Uh, like I don't think that we're like in a crisis right now, but I do think that you know you could make a good point with like the point system. Uh, I think there's a there's definitely more 
more that we could do to you know try and balance out uh you know an even playing field yeah. between refing and players because uh you know a- a- again there always seems to be um like the missing middle ground there uh especially about how yeah. the game's called like uh guys want it called more whistles guys want to call less whistles we there there needs to be more effort i know that they do have referee uh, a couple of years ago i think that the players association and the refing association actually had to have a full meeting because the refing was so bad that year i think that was maybe 2017 yeah. 2018 uh yeah. was a couple of years ago um it, it 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 should never get to that point and I don't want that yeah. to come to a point again. So, you know, hopefully we can figure something out and, uh, you know, start uh, seeing these refs take their uh, take their craft a little more seriously, see players, you know, give them a little bit more of a slack down the line. But again, at the end of the day, we want to see the best players on the floor. Uh, we don't want foul trouble and techs and all this other bullshit to get in the way of that. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, totally agree. They've got to – and and it's, it's – Funny, too, because this happens every year. Uh, as much as the NBA refs get on our nerves, you know, we go and watch March Madness. Yep. And, you know, sometimes you think, OK, you know, uh, referee referees in the <laughs> NBA maybe aren't that yeah, bad. So sure. there's there's definitely levels to it. But, uh, yeah, just just more accountability um, and just uh, a way to get that sort of uh, unavoidable human aspect, the human error aspect to mitigate it a little bit um, and, and just make the game just more fun. It's just more fun when the players can play when yeah. everyone's out there. Um, and, you know, that goes for the players, too, respecting the refs a little bit more uh, sometimes, too. Yep. Like, uh, it, as, as much as I see a bunch of, you know, technicals that are kind of soft and, you know, ejections that I don't agree with, um, you know, if you're going to yell right in a ref's face, uh, you know, sometimes they the, the, the only thing they can do is tee you up. Yep. So yep. for the players, you know, sometimes they've just got to cool it. Uh, it's respect on both sides. But, uh, yeah, more accountability for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, Everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk with Matt Icorn and Jordan Flegel. Make sure to follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk, Twitter, Instagram. We got TikToks. We got yep. TikToks going up like crazy, TikTok baby. is going. It's blowing up. Uh, you got to check it out. You'll probably be like, what the fuck? They have like uh, a couple thousand already. Uh, don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, don't worry. But yeah, it's, uh, you guys will love some of the content we're going to be putting out there. We're going to have some exclusive rants, uh, little uh, fun games Jordan and I will uh, will be throwing down there. Oh, yeah. uh, so be sure to check that out. Uh, and, and again, yeah, uh, we can't thank you guys enough for your support. Uh, keep hitting that download uh, button wherever you're listening to us whatever streaming platform you uh choose or you so desire to listen to us on uh recommend us yep. to, to friends family whoever yet uh, you think would enjoy our takes uh, or uh, just just want to get a little bit more basketball media in their lives you can never get enough uh but no. again for big dog ball talk i'm matt acorn with jordan flegel and as my friend jordan always says <coughs> oh boy. i'm not afraid i'm not afraid to take a stand take a stand Everybody, 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 come take my hand. Take my hand. Let's walk this road together, together through the storm. <laughs> Whatever right weather, everyone, well, oh, just face yeah, this out. And we're not alone. It was my decision to get clean. I did it. Okay, really good. Uh, big dog ball talk out. <laughs> nice. That was good. <laughs>